This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Area, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and... What's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's alright, good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two, heelsandaface.com. Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S, and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan, and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know it's all about the Welcome to another episode of the Front Row Material Brand. My name is Mike Freeland, and we are brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. Please go ahead and follow us on MLWRadio.com. You can also follow us on anywhere. Find podcasts are made available, which is Stitcher, Deezer, FM, Player, Spotify, and all points in between. All right, there's so many things we're going to talk about. The return of Adam Cole, Bay Bay. He's going to be coming up on Wednesday Night's Dynamite. We're also going to be talking about the influence of Vince McMahon is being felt within WWE Creative. His fingerprints are kind of all over some recent storylines as we lead into WrestleMania. We're also going to once again go over the WrestleMania card and have that one final conversation, whether or not we think that Cody Rhodes is going to be the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns. We're also going to talk about an indie wrestler uh, who made some headlines and uh, a clip surfaced from a while ago of him spitting on a young child fan at ringside. We'll get Christopher Butts take on that. I'm sure that he's definitely going to have a lot to say. We'll talk about CM Punk as well. His Instagram story seems to be something that never wants to go away. He puts a post, deletes it, and then he gets all of us talking about it. And also John Moxley was on his wife's podcast sessions with Renee, and he talks about a lot of things in AEW, all that, and I'm sure we're going to go into more. But before we do that, let's go ahead and let's bring in my brother from another mother, the man from another part of the world, but he's better than you, and you know it. It is Christopher Bud. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Oh, this is it, Michael. Another another Tuesday of getting to hang out with you. Oh, I apologize. I'm a little under the weather, so I'm a little stuffy tonight. I hope it doesn't sound too terrible. And yeah, that's about it. Just another day, bud. Another day, another dollar, another uh, day above ground. It's always a good day. You know what I mean? Count your blessings. Yes, sir. Uh, wrestling is is always interesting, even during slow news cycles. There always there always seems to be something that continues to to pop up. Uh, a lot of news has been circulating on what is going on with CM Punk. There is. So much speculation, and I guess for me personally, I don't get it. The man hasn't been around since All Out, which was in September. The company has since moved on. Why do you think that this whole thing just continues to have a life of its own in this secondary realm outside of AEW, but it still somehow has fans compelled to want to talk about it? I personally think it should end. It's over. It's done. But there's some people who still think that there's a chance he's coming back. Why do you think this topic interests people? He's just got a cult following. Like certain actors or athletes in other sports, just their fans love them through thick and thin, good and bad, and everything in between. And he's that guy. He has that super cult following. Some of his fans would kill for him, I think. Like they are passionate which is cool to an extent it can go overboard but his his fans are very passionate and he 
knows how to manipulate people. With his Instagram post, put it up, take it down. You know, just give you a little, little, little sprinkle. You know, a couple breadcrumbs just to lead you along a little bit. And it works because right now this is a prime example of it. Me and you are on this podcast and we're talking about it. We're not the only ones. No, and we're not he, the only ones. And there's a lot of other shows. He has that figured out. He, he, has every, he has people wrapped around his little finger. I don't know why. I don't even, I'm not a fan of CM Punk. You know this. But it draws me in as well. It's, there's, there's something about his personality, I guess it is. I don't know, but he draws when I don't care if he comes back. It's irrelevant to me. But yet yeah. I still get drawn into if he posts something, I want to read it or I want to yeah. hear about it. I don't know. He's just he's just got that. He's got his 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 hooks in everybody. Because he was away for a long, long time. Seven almost eight years. Yeah. Right. And he came back and even for those seven, eight years, people are still talking about him, still wanted him around, missing him. When are you coming back? What are you going to do? Right? And then he came back, and, you know, he had some ups. He had some downs. Didn't quite shake out the way he wanted, I'm sure. People are still clamoring for him. If it was announced tonight that he was going to be wrestling for, I don't know, what, AAA in Mexico, fans would go ballistic. Yeah, they would. Right? Huge pop. Everybody's over. He's there's just something about him that people want to see. They want to follow. They want to. I don't know. There's there's just something, and it's great for him. I just don't know why. There's an appeal to him that some of us can't really understand, and I, I think it's because. You know, we use the phrase polarizing, right? There's certain characters that are very polarizing. And he definitely falls in that category. Now, as far as his in-ring, I think he's he's fine. Um, he's average. I, I wouldn't put him, you know, in the upper echelon of wrestlers as far as in-ring performance. But I think what really makes people drawn in is his ability to talk, his ability to really slice and dice people on the microphone. And like you said before, and no matter what it is, he has a convincing way of getting his version out there. And whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, people will follow it and believe it. And even if he's dead wrong, people will still side with him. And, you know, cult of personality, it's perfect for him because he really does have that cult-like following. Um, but there is somebody who definitely does not share the same sentiments of CM Punk being a big time legend and star Hall of Famer Booker T on his Hall of Fame podcast made some comments about CM Punk recently and he said I'm doubling down on my sentiments towards him now last week Booker T referenced CM Punk's recent social media acts on Instagram as childish the two-time Hall of Famer said you know what I'm sticking with what I've said before Speaking on the latest edition of the Hall of Fame podcast, Booker T commented on why he draws attention to this specifically and how he has reached his breaking point and why he believes others also feel the same way. Now, these are two specific quotes from um, Booker T on how he would have reacted if this had been done by anyone other than CM Punk. He says, if anybody else would have put a statement out there and then deleted it, no one would be talking about it. No one would be saying a thing. 
Now, on why he drew attention to this and why he thinks specifically it was done, he said, when I see something like this, I go back into the to the 20s, maybe in the early 30s, basically coming into the business. You know what? I don't really say a whole lot about it because they're new in the business. I don't say one word about it. But when you guys in their 40s and 50s, maybe I would go into their late 30s if they're really over. You know what? They know that they have that niche in the media that people are going to listen to them and it's a problem and it's just not the way real men choose to handle their business he thinks it's childish but i think you would probably agree with that put putting posts up there and then deleting them i mean clearly that that is not done on accident he puts it up he baits people like you said before breadcrumbs and then he deletes it because obviously he wants to build this this whole thing about is this a work? Is this a shoot? Like I, a lot of people, I think, still believe that this is is a work. And I think I was in that same category for a long time because I thought, wait a minute, if there's money to be made, they'll figure a way to work this thing out. But it seems like there's a lot of people, according to multiple sources, that do not want him in the locker room. There's a few who do, FTR being two of them, but there's a larger majority of people who do not want him back. Um, if he doesn't come back, when do you foresee all of this scuttle, but starting to die down? Or do you think it'll always flare up and then it'll calm down and flare up like rheumatoid arthritis and, and calm back down? You think it's always just kind of, kind of be there because of the way his exit happened. Yeah. It'll probably always be kicking around. It'll take a while. Like it's, it's really going to take a while. Because he will throw up the Instagram post just to to draw everybody in a bit again to make himself relevant. So people are always going to be kicking around wondering what's going to happen. Because he, he's still under contract. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's some significance to that. He could, realistically, he could come back tomorrow night. Correct. There's nothing stopping it. Like Tony Khan can call him up like, hey, come on in. Well, it'd be a terrible business move, but he could do it. The fans are going to pop for it. The ratings will be fantastic. Your locker room might mutiny on you, but, you know, that's you take that chance. But that'll, that won't happen, obviously. This is, this is not a work. Nobody in the right mind at this point still believes this is a work. There's no way. Come on. Like, wrestling fans are not dumb right they're probably too smart they there's no way people are believing that that this is a work this is legit he's he's done nobody in the locker room likes him but people always get drawn into it because he will always do something prime example the instagram post right just just to draw you in this this will honestly take probably a couple years i bet you before this is really laid to rest, once he got left on his contract, he's probably got a couple years left. I need to check and see how long he has, but I would say due to his injury and his time away, he probably does have a couple of years left on there. Uh, however, what I have heard is that there are no non-competes at the end of a contract in AEW. At least that is what I have heard, that once your final date is done, you can go work for somebody else. Okay. But until... It comes out that Tony Khan or, or, or somebody in the office, 
most likely Khan, of course. He's the mouthpiece. Comes out and says, Punk is done. Finished. Cut and dry. We've cut him. We paid him out. He's got his severance package. And he's kicking stones down the road. You're going to need a minimum of that. And even then, that'll probably flare it up again. Oh, they said Punk is gone. Is he going to come back now as the mass whatever? Or is he going to invade? Or is it going to be... That, that'll start that whole... Conspiracy theorists there. with... Right? But it's true. You know yeah. it's true. It is. People will talk. Right? Oh, they're talking about punk again. That means... There's no, no, that means they fired him. That's what that means. Or his contract is done. There's not always, you know, an ulterior motive to something. Just take it at face value sometimes. I know in wrestling that doesn't happen often. But sometimes you can take stuff straight up at face value. And this is probably one of those. This is like he's he's done. He won't be coming back. You said his people in the locker room don't want him back. There are two guys that want him back. FTR. Yeah, there's there's a couple of people who have no problem working with him. And actually, Jericho went on record saying he didn't mind working with him when they were both in WWE. However. There has been, see, I thought this whole thing originally stemmed from the fact that Hangman Page said what he said. He went off the cuff and he said what he said. Then Punk retaliated and then they had their match where Hangman did the job. And I I really honestly thought that that would be it. But once he won the title and the media scrum happened, I think that's where he could have literally laid it to rest. It could have been handled backstage. It could have been, you guys don't like each other, just stay away from each other. That could have been it, but I feel like he's got this. I think punk people like punk have a complex. They definitely want to be the person that gets the last word into a conversation. It's just this. I don't know. It's there's something about him. And I feel like Max is that way in some ways too. Um, But I think more Max is more of a shtick with him. But I think with punk, like what you see is what you get. And I think he's really that way in real life as well. So um, I want to read what he had put on Instagram because I know some people may have caught it. Might not have. It starts off with sigh. I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet. Then the plan was for me to wrestle at the pay-per-view again. So I sat down. I listened to John Moxley pitch his idea. He wanted to base it off of the concept of Rocky three. I then explained to him that I'd never seen a Rocky movie before. And I thought the idea he pitched to me by itself just sucked. But if that's what the boss wanted to do, that's what the boss wanted to do. Then he told me, but I don't want to lose to you. I've never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I started laughing. I asked Tony Khan if that's really wanted what he wanted. He said, yes, he's the boss. So I said, okay, but I need to be cleared first from my ankle before we do this. Khan meaning he and John Moxley said, it's just going to be a squash match, so you don't need to be medically cleared. It'll be over quickly. I then scoffed at that again. My health is much more important than that. He would go on to say, and Dave Meltzer is a liar. Chris Jericho is a liar and a stooge. And there were plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my health ever again. So that was his comments as far as what was happening now he's claiming that when he busted his ankle and uh they had their first match which was a unification which was on dynamite 
And everybody was surprised because Moxley won convincingly within just a couple of minutes in a squash match. But he's basically saying he was not cleared to wrestle. And allegedly Tony Khan and or Moxley, probably Khan, said it wasn't necessary to be cleared because it was going to be a squash match. Let's just say that that's true. Let's say he wasn't cleared and they decided to do a quick squash match. Do you... I would have to side with Punk on this if it's a situation of not being cleared. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. You're either cleared or you're not. And if he wasn't cleared, then I, I don't see why Tony Khan would push the issue and say, "I'll just go through the squash match." Would you agree with that? I don't. I don't see Tony Khan saying, "Let's do it." If somebody's not cleared to actually work. I would strongly doubt Khan would do that. That's a terrible business move. If he hurts himself more, say, heaven forbid, and I, I don't want to see this, okay, so bear with me. Mm-hmm. Say he totally shreds his ankle in that match, in a match he should never have been in. Totally shreds it. Can't fix it. Can't fix it properly, anyhow. Never gets back into the ring or can't walk properly or kind of take on that that liability? No way. That'd be foolish. Because you know he's going to sue the shit out of him. And Absolutely. rightfully so, he should. I agree. Khan's not a moron. He's right. not going to do that. I Okay, let me rephrase that. I assume he wouldn't do that. Nobody, nobody would. He's a smart businessman. He's not going to, especially if you're going to put him in with Mox. Not that Mox is not a great worker, not that he's not safe, but he's pretty rough and tumble. Right. You know he's going to lay it in. Mm-hmm. And then when you're talking an ankle, it takes one or two wrong steps, and you can tear that thing up something awful. Yeah, you can. I can't see that happening. I think that might be a little bit of fooey on his part. And... Okay, let's just say Tony and Mox did go to him and wanted to do it. Punk can say no. I'm not. He could just. He could have left the building. I'm not cleared. No. And they don't have a leg to stand on. Not that they can say he's in breach of contract or nothing. I'm not cleared to wrestle. I'm not cleared to perform. No, I'm not doing it. Conversation's over. Correct. Cut and dry. So I I think this is a little bit of fooey. He's just throwing it out there to, you know, get attention, stay relevant, whatever it would be. Maybe he's doing it maliciously. I, I don't know if he would do that just to, to bash AEW because of how everyone's gone down. I would hope he wouldn't do that. But you never know, though. People will react in strange ways if they feel slighted. There was uh, a point in time where reports were being were coming out that he was willing to come back and he was willing to apologize uh, for his part in everything that happened the, with the media scrum and the backstage altercation. He was willing to do that. Now, it wasn't ever determined whether he was going to apologize publicly on television or if it was going to be done backstage privately. In my opinion, it's a backstage private situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to have genuine sincerity if if you're going to apologize. Does that make sense? I don't feel like that's something you put on TV. You shouldn't. I mean, the, 
fans know about it. The media knows about it. Everybody knows about it. Yep. But this, it should have never got out to the fans. It should have never got out to the media. That's something that should have been sorted out in the locker room. Boys were closing the door. Figure shit out. Should have never got out like it did. No, there was reports that the law was involved That's at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, never never heard anything really come of that. So I'm guessing that was that just died off, or maybe that was just made up nonsense too. Who knows? But I would think they would be further ahead in that situation to just have a talent-only meeting, lock the doors, no reporters, you know, we're not doing any, uh, you know, um, you press conference, backstage, no press conference, no backstage spoilers, no nothing, no videos of any sort, mm-hmm. nothing. We're closing it, you know, turn your damn phones off. He has his say, you know, you do a, a kangaroo court type of thing and, and you figure it out. That would be more beneficial than if he came out on Dynamite or or at a pay-per-view or whatever and said it on air. If you want to work that into a storyline, it, it wouldn't be the worst idea, but that can't be the apology. Yeah, the I agree. The real apology needs to be in the back, and it needs to be to everybody, not just the Kenny... And the Young Bucks and Paige, it's got to be to the whole locker room. Because that kerfuffle caused a lot of chaos for a lot of people. And sure. let's not forget, the Bucks and Kenny need to apologize, too. This is not just a punk caused at all. He might have started it. But they were heavily involved, too. Sure. So they need to... to no one was innocent. Well. Right? So... Now, I will say this. There are some stories or reports that are coming out that Punk doesn't have any animosity towards Kenny because Kenny was actually the one trying to get the dog out of the situation. And because he is so close to his dog, Larry, he actually appreciated that looking back in hindsight. And um, so, I mean, that's what's being reported. I don't know if that's true or once again, fooey or not. But once again, he said he doesn't have any animosity towards Kenny. Um, Kenny was not somebody who was physically trying to get engaged and he got allegedly that's the word you have to use bit. Um, Once again, I think this is going to be one of those things that we just never know exactly what happened because only six or seven people actually saw it and no one's really telling the whole thing. And it's a, it's a, it's a shame. It's a real shame. But once again, that is the latest update on CM Punk. Uh, He is, making his comments on Instagram and we'll see if anything comes out from that. Now, John Moxley did go ahead and make an appearance on his wife's podcast sessions with Renee. It is now up on Spotify right now. It is a really great listen. Um, it's a little less than an hour, but you can definitely listen to this. I want to give you just a couple of uh, snippets here of what Moxley had to say. Uh, this is on what John wanted to address the drama that was unfolding in AEW regarding punk. He said, Do I really want to address it? No, because nothing has unfolded. It's effing annoying just because somebody says some stupid stuff on social media. That's not news, but it ends up becoming a thing. I don't want to get dragged into any dumb shit. You know what? Or I'm going to go off on some people right now. 
I don't like getting dragged into stuff. Don't tempt me. Um, don't make me sink to that level. He then went on to say in the summer of 2022, which again was supposed to be the summer of punk when he then had to get the championship back on him to keep things going. He says, I will say this. Um, I will give you a tidbit of information from my point of view. That entire summer, I wasn't under contract. Nope, no contract. Free agent. In fact, it was SummerSlam weekend, and I was wrestling uh, Desperado, and I was wrestling him during SummerSlam. I could have suplexed a bunch of other people right now. I could have done a lot of different stuff. I could have walked into SummerSlam with the AEW belt on my shoulder if I so inclined, but I didn't do it. You know why? Because that's not the way I do things. Um, that's not the way I can handle my business. Uh, so there's a lot of things he also talks about. He talks about his sobriety and he talks about more about the CM Punk thing. And I'll just read you this a really quick snippet here as well. And this is all coming from e-wrestling news. He says, with that being said, during this time, uh, that night um, was a lot of crap being talked all over the place. He then comes back. He's around for one fight. And all of a sudden, things start to go awry. So Chris wrestled a badass match, by the way, that night. So we're talking about different stuff. Now, keep in mind, this is all from my point of view. I basically don't really work there for all intents and purposes. Now, Tony is not my boss. I don't even have to be in the room at the time. Again, I'm not under contract. I don't have to do shit. I don't even have to come in. But I offered to come in because it was a storyline that was important to a pay-per-view that was coming up. And I'm going to bend over backwards for Tony Khan. I'm going to bend over backwards for this dude and for this company and everyone in this company. But guess what? I didn't have to do it. And I didn't have to put up with the shit that I did. If anything, I was bending over backwards. It wasn't even controversial. I'm just telling you what I did. Um, so, I mean, to me, it sounds like, and there's so many more you can read. If you go over to e-wrestling news right now, there's clip it, clips or snippets from what he said in the interview. He's not a fan of, of punk. He's very loyal to AEW. He does like uh, Tony Khan tremendously. He foresees himself finishing his career in AEW. Um, many people have said that he has openly stated, not only in his book, he has no intentions of ever going back to WWE, ever. Um, now, would he be inducted, excuse me, into the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't know if that's something that that John would, would ever really want. Um, but... Take it, take it for what it is. You got Punk saying one thing, you got Moxley saying another thing. I I don't know where where all of this leads to. I think we just need to stop talking about it. I think we just need to. And let me ask you this question: Some people in WWE were saying that this would never happen in that company because Vince would have really good control over things, and he would keep everything in house. Why do I feel like sometimes in AEW that whole let's keep things in house? doesn't happen and everything seems to trickle out on social media. Is that come from leadership or a lack of leadership or a lack of structure within the company? Um, because you got to admit, man, that does not make a company look good. Uh, it's definitely a leadership issue or lack of leadership. Um, it's a lot of immaturity. And that's the gist of it. You can't tell me in WWE there's not stuff happening. Oh, sure, absolutely. Right. Or or at the 
Boston Red Sox training camp that's going on now. There hasn't been two guys get into a racket in the clubhouse. It happens. It happens in every sport, professional, amateur, semi-pro, high school. I did it. I've been there involved. I've been there as a witness. It happens. Just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, people run out of patience. People have a bad day. People, Some people just piss each other off intentionally. Like, I'm going to piss that person off because it amuses me. That's just the way some people are. I agree. So there's always going to be stuff happening. Unfortunately, AEW seems to always find a way to get their dirty laundry aired. And it's not a good look. It makes you look Mickey Mouse, realistically. What they need to do, what Tony Khan, I've said this, I don't know how many times on this podcast, and to you outside of the podcast, he needs to grow a pair first. You can't be buddy-buddy with them all. You can be friendly, but I don't think you can be friends. Two different things. I agree. Be friendly. Hey, how's it going, John? Hey, what's going on? No. Serpentico, whoever the hell it is, shake hands. How's it going, boys? <laughs> but it can't be. How's it going, Serpentico? I don't know. Is this the name that popped into my head? I don't know why. Of all their names on the roster, Serpentico. Yep. Oh, yeah, I, I got I problems. My, too much cold medicine. Um, cold medicine and bourbon. That'll make you come up with Serpentico. But, you know, it, you can be friendly and you can be polite, but. It can't be the friends thing. It can't be. And he needs to realize that. And we've said this is, you know, I don't know how many times he said this also. He needs to have the leadership lead. Jericho, Mox, guys like that, Jerry, Dustin. He needs to let those Dean. Let them lead. Yeah, I agree. They are. They would be all great leaders. You got to think the five of them. They've been there. They've done that to everything. There is nothing that one of those five has not done in the wrestling world. Right outside of, I don't know, pulling a new jack and stabbing somebody. That's about the only thing one of those five has not done. I'm fairly sure. No, you're right. And in, in none of those guys you named uh, would ever, no matter how upset they got, would do anything like that because they're all too, they're pros. And that's what you got to have. You have a, a maturity issue and you have a leadership issue in AEW. I'm an AEW guy. You know this. Mm-hmm. But that bullshit's got to stop. It does. And it, but it's like it for any business. I don't, I don't care if you're the person at Tim Hortons making my coffee tomorrow morning. You can't have it. You know, well, so-and-so didn't do their job and, and blasted them and stuff like that or, or putting a post up on Twitter or Facebook. You can't do that either. You just can't do that in the professional world. Nope. You can't. You got an issue? Cool. Let's sort it out. Figure it well, out. Well, there so. are ways to figure it out. They're I mean, professional it, adult ways to figure it out. Well, that was my next point. I thought we're all adults here, and uh, mm-hmm. but 
Just because chronologically you're an adult doesn't mean mentally you are as well. Um, oh, look at the two of us. So <laughs> I was just about to say, it's you like know. the pot calling the kettle black there. Yeah. Um, also want to run this past you and get your opinion on this because Showbiz Daily is reporting that AEW All Access. Now, they did a sneak preview that aired uh, following Saturday night's NCAA basketball tournament game on TBS. And the sneak peek drew 738,000 viewers. It was just a sneak peek at this. And so some of you who may be saying, what the hell is AEW All Access? So it's a new reality show that AEW is launching, and it will be airing immediately after Dynamite Wednesday night on TBS. And it's this, they're calling it All Access because the cameras are going to be backstage now. They're going to be talking to the wrestlers, the talents, the road stories, what's going to be happening, the drama backstage. And they're going to be putting that all out there for people to see. Now, they're also going to be putting some good stuff out there as well, such as what AEW does in the community, fundraising, money, all of that kind of stuff. But they're really pulling the curtain back and allowing people to see what's going on here. So just a sneak peek through 738,000. That's a good number. I mean, let's be honest. For a sneak peek of a show no one's ever seen, got two questions for you. A, are you or are you not surprised by that number? And B, do you think that this program of pulling the curtain back will be successful in AEW? Oh, surprised they pulled that number? Yep. Very surprised. It's a sneak peek. Uh, I didn't see it myself. How much of it was just uh, the leftovers from the basketball game? I'm sure that helped a lot when you follow up something there. I would agree. You're gonna you're gonna draw because a lot of people watching that mm-hmm. are gonna be a lot a lot of your demographic that AEW wants and are and might not be wrestling fans per se, but you know, well, that kind of tweaks my my interest a bit. I'll I'll watch a little ad type of thing for it. Uh, that is not going to continue to happen, I don't think. Um, a big question I have with it is, is it going to, when you're talking like your backstage stuff, is are the guys going to be in character, or is it going to be the real person? You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yes. I'm not a reality TV guy. Doesn't do it for me. To each your own. It's just not my cup of tea. But if I were to tune into that, I don't want to see, um, you know, who Jake Hager going off about his goddamn hat. <laughs> like I want to see him being no being a normal guy sitting yes. having lunch with his buddies or. or whatever going grocery shopping or i want to see the real person i don't want to see the characters if it's going to be a backstage um exclusive type of thing i want to see the real people i don't want to see the people that i just watched two for the last two hours before i agree that, that's just me and realistically i'm not the person that's gonna watch a reality tv show with me i just it doesn't interest me because well they're not reality do you think you'll watch this one no so you probably will not see i i strongly doubt it i mean 
I might the first one out of sheer curiosity. I'll put it yeah. on just to just to see what's up. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be a weekly watcher. You know, if you're if me and you were texting or, or chatting about something, you tell me something exciting happened. Yeah, maybe, but I, I just I can't see it being part of my weekly TV. Now you weren't you weren't big into like Total Divas or Total Bella Total Bellas or never seen any of it. Did WWE have any other real like reality things? Ms. Um, Maurice, Ms. and Maurice, Ms. and Maurice. Or, that's right. Did you ever watch? Uh, um, we're going way back here. The original Tough Enough. It was on MTV. With Maven. Yes, I actually did watch that. Okay, that was yeah. the one. The the infamous clip where uh, Triple H goes ahead and tells somebody in the ring that one of their nuts are hanging out of their shorts. I don't remember that, but yeah, I did that not not religiously. But yes, I, I did watch a little bit of that. I mean, I think we all know it's all bullshit. I mean, it's not reality, but I think what they're trying to do is AEW is trying to find a way to grow or at least tap into another sector that may be interested in their product. I don't necessarily know if this is the way to go. Also, something else about AEW, there's this belief system that is going around that they're going to have a Saturday show as well um, on TBS. It's going to be at 6.05. I don't think you want to water down the market with your product either. I think three nights mm-hmm. a week is is a lot. Um, Am I going to be able to see it here in Canada? Because I can't see um, Rampage. I've never seen an episode of Rampage. Wow. Horseshit. So you can so when so when you watch Dynamite on TBS, not TSN. a problem. Yeah, TSN. TSN. Yep. Okay. Um, but you can't get Rampage. What what is Rampage air on in Canada? Fuck the final. I can't <laughs> find it. <laughs> Could it be on a package that you don't have? I doubt that. Okay. You have a pretty robust package. That's what she said. Uh, I knew that was going to happen. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think you stay basic and you stay simple. I don't think you want to have too many things going on at one time. I mean, look at it from this perspective. Sometimes Tony has a hard time booking his own television shows. So do we think we need to add another one on there? So he's got he's got Dynamite. He's got Rampage. He's got Ring of Honor, right? And now he wants to add another one. I just personally, I think it's too much at one time unless he has a creative team where he can delegate these things to. Don't forget dark and elevation. Holy criminy. That's right. Dark and elevation. Wow. Realistically, we could have AEW slash ring of honor seven nights a week. Correct. Uh, I don't know about you, Mike, but I, there ain't enough time for no. this guy. No, I mean, I, the thing I also come back to is I would love to watch Ring of Honor, but I'm not going to pay. Like, I feel like if I pay for Ring of Honor, which I don't even know what Honor Club is, like $9.99, something like, like that. You don't want to pay for it. 
That's funny. Exactly. But the pay-per-views are not included in that $9.99. So if you go ahead and you get on our club, you don't actually get the pay-per-views as well. You still have to buy those. That bothers me. Yeah, I would... that's, that's not cool. Because yeah. like with WWE Network, I get all the pay-per-views. Everything. Right? Like your uh, NXT, WWE, you know, you can watch the old school stuff. So. Yep. No, if I'm paying a subscription, I want it all. Correct. I'm not. I'm not giving you twenty bucks, or thirty bucks, or five bucks for a pay per view. I mean, no damn well, sure they're not five bucks. Correct. But I'm not giving you no more. You're getting money out of me every month. Sorry, not happening. Yeah, I just don't see that being a a very smart thing to do, in my opinion. I Is think that official? It is. If you have Honor Club and you can watch Ring of Honor television, but leading up to the like, you don't get the pay per view. You have to separately buy that from your cable company or, you know, uh, BR Bleacher Report or whatever the hell they they. That's that's foolish. That's right. a bad move. It is a bad move. It right. is a bad move. I think he should have. I think he should have launched, or maybe he will an all-exclusive library of Ring of Honor and AEW stuff for $9.99. And include the pay-per-views in there, too. But that's not going to happen. What's WWE Network cost? Well, you get it, you get it through Peacock. What's I get it through Peacock. For a month. Like 10 bucks. Yeah. I'd pay that. Yeah. Well, because you are you feel like for your 10 bucks you're getting your money's worth. You feel like you're getting a lot for your money. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's like if somebody says, oh, you get this stuff, but yet... When it builds up to a pay-per-view, you don't get that. And if they do it, they got to make the app work. Because that's something that chaps my ass. The WWE app is the drizzling shits. It is so bad. It It is is just trash. And what we get in Canada is different than what you guys get in the States. Mm -hmm. Trash. (laughs) I don't like it. Don't hold back. Let us know your feelings. I'm a little revved up tonight, Mike. I'm I believe it. Together. It's the cough syrup or whatever. The heck. What are you taking right now for your, your bug? Well, I like a mitt full of cold pills. Well, you got to take the daytime stuff to get you through the work day. Correct. Then you got to take the nighttime stuff to get some sleep. Correct. And they overlap a little bit. And, and you then head, make you sure head. they really work. You drink them down with bourbon. But that was my next my next point is you're taking it with bourbon. So it's, yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like super dark. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like a little um, extra shot of cappuccino. Why not? Like that. Why not? Kids, don't drink until you're 21, remember. And don't drink and drive. Always be responsible. Those are Kids, anything the butt says, do the opposite. I'm a moron. You are not a moron, but I wanna I do want to get your opinion on something else. Let's talk a little Adam Cole, baby. Um, Adam Cole's coming back. It is the first time he's coming back since Forbidden Door, which he got a a concussion. And then two weeks later, he got a concussion again. He was out. Now that he's back, what do you think would be, and we talked about this prior, but if I'm Tony Khan, I got to push Adam Cole. I have to push Adam Cole and I have to push him to where he gets a singles championship till he gets, let's say the, 
the international world title or whatever the hell it's called, the international all Atlantic Pacific uh, Indian Ocean championship, whatever the hell it is, he needs to get a singles championship. Do you think Adam Cole is somebody that you need to have? I know a lot of people say he's not a quote-unquote pillar of AEW. Adam Cole recently said in an interview, he said, I think I have a good 10 to 15 years left. Do you make him a pillar of the company? Do you, do you really put a lot of stock into Adam Cole if he can stay healthy? Or do you think he's a secondary or a second-tier guy outside of your Sammies and outside of your MJFs and your Jungle Boys and your Darbies and all that kind of stuff? Or do you say, I put him in there with them? Well, right now, he would be a secondary guy for me. Very talented. We can both agree on that. He's damn good. Oh, good I agree 100%. Excellent. My concern would be injuries. Yeah. And the concussions. Concussions take a lot out of you. Sure they do. When I've, I've had a bunch of them. Lots of athletes have had them. I would be concerned this is going to be a continual thing. Every time he takes a, a stiff shot to the head, he's got another conky. So he's out for another little while. I don't know if that's necessarily... I would just be gun-shy right now. Uh, I would want him to come back. You know, give me, you know, three, six months. Fairly injury-free. You know, if something ridiculous happens, that's one thing. But it can't be another concussion. Yeah. Realistically, another concussion. That's, that's bad news bears. I agree. You know, it, it might be time to hang them up. Like if you're if you're continually getting them, you you don't want that. You you don't want a man to go through that or a woman or anybody. So right now, for me, bringing him back, you're gonna make something out of him. He's you're not gonna bring him back to be a jobber. Correct, I agree. Right, but he would not be one of the pillars for me, right now. Bring him back, give him a run. He's healthy. Yep. Fans are still loving him or hating him, whichever way you want to go with him. He's he's relevant there. He's putting off some good matches, like, you know, 73-star matches in the Tokyo Super Arena, stuff like that. And then absolutely, because he is damn good, and you can make him a significant member of your roster. It's just right now I'm, I would be concerned with the injuries, mainly the concussions. I think that's fair enough. I mean, I think people had that same concern about Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. about all the concussions he had and not being cleared for so many years to come back. And then he finally comes back, and I think he he did very, very well. I think Adam Cole is one of those guys that that was a big feather in your cap to get an Adam Cole. It really, really was, because think about it. He was homegrown WWE, like, and he was a big fan of Shawn Michaels. And Triple H was really high on him. So for him to leave and to go to AEW, I think was a a huge, huge coup for them. Mm -hmm. But you got to do something with that at that point. And I think Adam Cole definitely, here's what I think should happen. I think Adam Cole definitely should come back. And I think he should go for the All-Atlantic Championship. And I think at some point he should get the All-Atlantic Championship. But what about this? I mean, you have Kyle O'Reilly who's recovering from devastating injury. But then Bobby Fish is just kind of out there on the indies. I wonder if there would ever be talks about maybe reuniting them and having them at some point go after the trios championships. I don't know. I think it would be really interesting 
to see what you could do with them because they had teased, um, you know, the undisputed versus the elite and it never happened. Remember the teasing and then it never happened. So I feel like in some ways there's a lot more meat on the bone when it comes to Adam Cole that I think that AEW could do and make money and really tell a good story. So I'm hoping the guy stays healthy because I would love to see what he does next. Absolutely. Uh, uh, he's fantastic. I want to see him. I just, I want a, a little more sample size of him healthy. And Bobby Fish, is he not signed with uh, Impact? I don't think he is. I think he's kind of a free agent right now. Yeah, I thought he signed with them. I can check this out here. Give me a second here. I thought he made some appearances, but it was a short-term deal. But I'll check again. Let's and what's the return on O'Reilly? Because he tore up his knee again, right? He did. It was really, really bad. Um, no, he's currently an independent right now. Oh. He is not currently signed to a long-term deal. He had a short-term deal with Impact Wrestling that then ended. So there's where we stand as of right now. Kyle O'Reilly uh, is, yes, still recovering from an injury. I hope that he would be back soon. Um, let me basically, let me pull this up here. So Kyle O'Reilly gives an update on his injury. This is from Fightful. Keep in mind, this is a little day. This is Kyle O'Reilly wants to come back in 2023 better than ever. O'Reilly provided an update on his recovery in his Instagram. O'Reilly had previously revealed a unique fashion that he had undergone neck fusion surgery. So I know he had some knee issues in the past, but this was referring to his neck. Kyle's opened up at his plans to return to the ring, and he hinted um, what would happen post-surgery, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so this is what he has to say. He says, New Year for me. I know how cheesy and cliche this may sound, but in the case of Kyle O'Reilly, 2023, it will ring very true. I'm dealing with a post-surgical issue, which I will disclose later. It caused me a lot of frustration in the past few months in 2022 with anger and confusion. Now, in order for me to return to the ring, I simply cannot come back as good as I was. I have to become better in every aspect than I was. Many of you are also aware of my battle with type 1 diabetes. It also puts me at a disadvantage from healing and recovering from surgeries as well. So it looks like we're also going to see Kyle O'Reilly in the first episode of All Access. So... Uh, it says O'Reilly has not wrestled since June 8th episode of Dynamite. O'Reilly wrestled twice, first winning the Battle Royal and losing to John Moxley in a uh, match where the winner would face Hiroshi Tanahashi for the interim AE World w AEW World Championship at All Out. His final bout was on August 3rd on Dynamite, where he, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole officially turned on the Young Bucks. It's currently still unknown when Kyle will be back. Fightful says they will continue to monitor the situation when it becomes available. So, like I said, they teased it with the Young Bucks and the Elite, but it never actually ended up happening. So, I would love to see him healthy, and I would love to see him in a good place because I think Kyle O'Reilly is a great wrestler, a great hand to have. And, once again, we never really got to see the most out of Kyle O'Reilly because of the neck surgery. And it's like, don't you often feel like a lot of people get derailed by something, and, and a lot of times they never return to the form they once were. It happens, especially when you're talking to a neck. Uh, that, that could adversely felt. Look at Tyson Kidd. Yeah. He, he never came back. When you're talking like a, a head, 
a neck, knees, stuff like that. It, it's hard to come back from all that stuff. Right? So, no, there, there are des definitely a, a list of people that have never really... They've come back, but they've never been quite the same. Well, look at Stone Cold. Yeah. From his neck, I mean, he still came back and turned into a, a superstar. But he wasn't the same in the ring. He didn't wrestle the same way. It was no, because he couldn't anymore. Correct. Right, so I'm with you. Um, um, you have uh, some feelings you would like to share about wrestlers being uh, bombarded at the airport for autographs. So I'm gonna let you take over on this one. What's your thoughts here? We recently saw the Rhea Ripley situation happen on social media. So kind of bring everybody up to speed and then kind of tell us your thoughts. Well, Rhea put a post up about basically saying leave them alone when, when they're at the airport. Uh, I don't have the exact post here right now. I can look it up. And she's right. They're traveling. They've performed for however many days in a row. We don't know. And they're, they're flying into said airport, probably just heading right to the hotel to get some rest. They're tired. They're jet lagged. They're sore. They're beat up. Just leave them the hell alone. No, I get you want an autograph. Cool. I've been there. Can't ever chase them to an airport. But, you know, when you see a wrestler, yeah, you want an autograph. You want a picture. You want to get your selfie. That's cool. But they don't owe you that. No. If they do it, that's them being a good person. You're not entitled to it. And if they don't want to do it, guess what? They're not doing it. And don't get your panties in a bunch. They don't owe you shit. That's their downtime. No, they're just trying to live life. Let's not forget. They're normal people too. Correct. I don't know. I don't know if you fly much, Mike, but I know a lot of times when I travel, when I'm flying, when I land, yeah, I'm done. I've been traveling for a day. A lot of time you drive to the airport, you know, you check your bags, you get to your flight terminal, you know, two, three hours later, whatever you land, you get your bags. I'm tired. I don't want to deal with nobody. I just want to get above my rental car and go. That's what they want, too. Can we not just leave leave them alone? Just, just leave them alone. Give them a break. You know, if they're doing uh, an event, a meet and greet, yeah. Now you go get your picture. Now you go get your autograph, your whatever. They're working. When they're off, just leave them the hell alone. Or if you do go up and, you know, they, you know, you ask them for an autograph and they give you a quick little autograph, just leave them be at that. Don't be one of the jackasses that goes up with six things to autograph. Yeah. Can you sign these? No. No, I'm not signing six of them. You know why? Because you're fucking selling them. Leave me alone. I'm tired. I've been traveling. I'm going to sign these for you for free. You're going to turn around and flip them on eBay or, or whatever the hell at your store. No, I'm not. You want me to sign six of them? Cool. They're 50 bucks a piece. Oh, you don't want to pay that? Then leave me the fuck alone. There you go. Just leave them alone when you're traveling. Just leave them be, and especially if you see them out anywhere. If they're at the gym, like that guy that was at Randy Orton there a couple of years ago, I guess it's quite a few years ago now. Just leave them alone. They're out having dinner. Leave them be. 
They don't owe you that picture. They don't owe you that autograph. Just let them be. Let them alone. Let them enjoy their life. Go watch them tonight or tomorrow night live if you're if you're truly a fan. Because I'm sorry, a lot of people that meet them at the airport, which is creepy as shit. Let's it be is honest. a little weird. It is a little stalker. Airport waiting for them to get their bags. Hey, Rhea, can I get an autograph? That's weird. There's something wrong there. And how many of those people really, Mike, do you think want that pitch or want that autograph to put in their collection? Oh, no one. Right? It's their few and far between. Yeah. Because I know me and myself, I'm not hanging out in an airport. No. To get an autograph or a picture or nothing. It's not happening. I like my sports. Right? I'm a big hockey guy. I'm not going to go hang out at Pearson the next time the Leafs are coming in to hopefully get a picture with them. I've been at the airport before, and I've seen them walk right by. I didn't say boo. I didn't say a damn word to them. You know why? Because they're minding their business. They're living life. Leave them alone. Same thing with wrestlers, musicians, or anybody else. Just, Just leave them alone. Plain and simple. Well said. No, I agree with you. I think it's it's one of those things where if it's like you just happen to pass somebody or you bump into somebody, you know, oh my gosh, hey, I didn't realize you were you. But I think when you specifically go out of your way to drive to an airport to just stand there with a duffel bag full of merch mm-hmm. just to get signed, and it's not something that you're getting signed you there's a business behind it you're going to flip these things and you're going to be making money off of them and i think it's just it's shitty the way that they would just you know come after these people like you said before it's almost like a horde of these people come in and it could be two three in the morning when a flight lands no one wants to do that now if these wrestlers do that consider yourself very fortunate because i can tell you right now there's not many people in society that wouldn't tell you to uh go do something anatomically impossible to yourself most likely that's what's going to happen. That's what I'd tell you. Oh, I've no doubt. You've said it to me before. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'll probably say it again. I was going to say it's probably it's forthcoming. Right? Um, but it's true. Just leave people alone. Leave like, people Jesus, alone. just leave them be. Leave them alone. Don't be a schmo. Um, I want to ask you this question here, and this has been something that's been brewing uh, the last, I would say the last several days, Goldberg is now a free agent. Goldberg. Goldberg. Do you think Tony Khan would kick the oh, tire? Jesus on, uh, listen, Christ. listen, I'm not saying you should. I'm pitching this to you. I'm asking you, would co- Tony Khan kick the tire to bring in a Bill Goldberg? Or do you think it's left well enough alone? Leave it alone. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. But do you think what what do you put the odds knowing Tony that he would bring in Goldberg? Realistically, uh, I think it's a 50-50 shot. Yeah, you that was what came into my mind. I hope to Christ he doesn't do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I would also agree. Would I, that I not think- be foolish? Really? It would be a, it would be a big mistake because basically what you're saying is, first of all, that's hot shot booking. It's just to, to try to pop a, a pop a crowd or pop a rating, but also in the same sense, 
you have to build towards the future. How many times have we said this? You have to build towards the future. You cannot waste money and television time when you can use this for other people. People that have 20 years left in their career. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, there is there is a place for legends. Yes. There's always going to be a place for them. Retirement home. Jesus, Mike. I wasn't ready to go quite that far, but there there is a place. But uh, your mouth is moving, but I can't hear a thing. Plug your microphone in, Mike. What the hell happened? I don't know. You Did you mute it. me? Did you? How would I mute you? Mute yourself. I don't have any control here. All right, I'm unmuted again. Okay, there we go. All right. No, there is a place for legends. There will always be a place for legends because people like the nostalgia factor. Sure. But you can't come in and because AEW is still a young company. Realistically, there was four years now, five years, four years, four years. That's not a real long time for a wrestling federation. And if you're going to bring in somebody Goldberg, you're not going to bring him in as a very small bit part. You're going to have to bring him in to be a main attraction. So that means people got to get bumped down. So then you're going to take somebody who might have been teetering on coming something big, you know, legs out from under him. I personally think it would be foolish. They have a place, no, not, not retirement homes. I'm I know. That callous. That was a dick comment. It's called, the actual address is 1421 Pasture. That way. That way. Wow. Pasture. Old, Michael. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with, with Goldberg? What are you going to do with him? In AEW, nothing. Because there's, no, there's no place for him. Well, he's already inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he said he wanted to have one final farewell retirement match, right? So Give he was hoping WWE would do that because he had one match left on his contract when he re-signed with him. He was hoping that would happen. WWE, I guess, decided not to and released him. Therefore, he is a free agent. He's not going to get that one last match in WWE. And that's done over. Where's you sure he about go? that? What are they going to do? Well, I don't know, but are you really sure it can't happen in WWE? I think it. I think it. It's over now. Mm. We'll I don't think. That. I think he's wrestled his last time in WWE. Where do I think it should go? Really? If you want your one last match, and you want the the hoopla and the Gaga and all that stuff. Conrad Thompson. Well, yeah, Conrad probably put off a show for you. He could but really Japan, New Japan. Yeah, I could see that. You know, how many people did they get at a at an event? They, I mean, the the whatever no, place don't, don't, I don't mess up all. I'm not no the place I mess up all the time. I was that arena. That that's a big place. They draw a lot of people. The, it's the Tokyo Dome. Okay, no, I was actually not trying to be a smartass that time. I, I really don't know the name of it, Mike. I keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. But you get a lot of people there. Yes. No, they'll throw oodles of cash at them. Yes. Come over, have your your big match, your big blow off, get that great big payday in front of 
I don't know, 20, 30,000 people, 40,000 people. I don't know. I would say probably closer to 40. Right. In front of 40,000 people, yeah. you, you get the confetti coming down at the end of it all. You're right off into the sunset with your fat stacks of cash. From a, a financial standpoint, he would get more there than I bet you he would in WWE or oh, AEW. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Right? He's going to get more fans, more eyeballs watching it. Has he ever wrestled over in Japan? Um, I think he has. I don't know to what extent and how often, but I believe he did. So that's where I think he should go. AEW is not the answer. You're not going to bring him in for his big blow-off match, his big finale. You're just not. Right. I don't think that's the answer. I mean, it'd be a great you know, flipping the bird to WWE. Yeah, but which is WWE... what makes me think Tony would do it from a pure petty standpoint. Yeah, but I guess the big thing I keep coming back to is you got to get away from worrying about WWE and worrying about yourself. They won't. And I feel they like can't. there are times when that's what Tony does. He gets consumed by this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to compete with him thing. And I don't know. I feel like it just needs to stop. 100% needs to stop. It hasn't yet. And I don't think it will. That's honestly part of what we talked about a couple segments ago, the maturity thing. I agree. Let it go. Let it, You are not competing with WWE. No. Sorry, bud. You're not. Nope. You're talking MLB and double A. Not earn. Not that double A. They're really, they're that far apart. Oh, very much apart. Yes. Right. You're not competing. So if you keep bringing them up, all that does is get him more attention. I don't think that's, he's not catching on. Right. So, but that is what would make me think. And he has a history of bringing in former WWE talent. The roster's got a bunch of them. And Goldberg is still a very big name. He is. He's, He's still a huge name. And if they did bring him in, yep, huge ratings, massive. We can both agree on that. But it would be a one-time thing, I would imagine. It would, it would need to be a very short-term thing. And what do you do with the rest of your stories you're running now? You're going to have to put them all on, on hold, basically? I don't know. But would you get a big enough return on it? For what you're going to have to pay him, and you're going to have to put a lot of stuff on hold. And no doubt you're going to get a big payday in return. If you have that at a pay-per-view, it's going to be a sold-out pay-per-view. But your pay-per-views are sold out now anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to get tickets to Forbidden Door in Toronto. Right? It's So what are you going to get? You're not going to sell merch? You're not going to crank out a ton of Goldberg merch? No, you're not. So you're not going to get that return. There's really no point in doing so, it. I mean, if you wanted to have him at a meet and greet as a part of AEW, I think it would be cool. But how do you do that? He's never just, been part of AEW. So how do you have him as your meet and greet guy? Well, just, it just you're just bringing in a wrestling legend. And here we have WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg. <laughs> it uh, is kind of weird. It is kind of like, right? 
<laughs> Here's all these guys, and then Goldberg's sitting over here. Yeah, it's like, it's like when Virgil was sitting by himself. Well, not quite that bad. Jesus, Luke. Think he'll ever go into the Hall of Fame? Maybe this is his year. If Coco's in, anything's no. possible. Bob Uecker's in. I'm not. I, yeah, but he's in the celebrity side of it with Drew Carey and I think uh, Donald Trump and a bunch of other people. So, do, do you think you think Virgil is a Hall of Famer? Do you think his storyline with Teddy Biasi was that impactful that that would no. facilitate a, an induction? They, they could have put them in together. As what though? I don't know. Well, they're they're joined at the hip for the best part of DiBiase's million dollar man run. This is true. Right. It you could do it. I'm not saying it's a great idea, but Coke will be wears in there, Freeland. I I I know I'm aware of this. I'm aware. And that's the go to. Drive Gonzalez will be in next. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you right now, if Mantar ever gets in, I'm out. I'm completely out. No I'll never turn him. that's it right there, Mantar. If Mantar gets in, I will never put on WWE programming at all. I think you would be you know what would really make you happy if the goon got in? I think you'd be very happy about that. I actually would. Have you found that figure for me yet? I can I never see it up around here. I'm still looking. I have to find I have to look on eBay or something. If you ever see it, let me know. Well, he I didn't realize this, but uh if you have WWE network or Peacock, you can watch oh my gosh, I think it's called Tragic Tragedy and something or other of WCCW, the um the Fritz von Erich uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. He was one of the, the the names down there at that time. So that tells you how long he'd been yeah. around. Before he became the goon, so he was legit. He was a good wrestler. He was a good wrestler. Much by the time he became the goon, but when he wrestled as the goon with those wrestling boots that they were designed to look like hockey skates, I don't even how in the hell you would walk on those. Uh, They're they're quite the platform. But Jericho wrestles in platforms. Lots of the shorter guys do. Yeah, but it, it I don't know. It looked different than that. Maybe maybe it's just me. I don't know. Well, just the way they made the. The soles look like skate blades. Yeah. This is optical illusion, Michael. It is. It is very much so. The older I get, I'm getting more of them. Um, let's talk about something you and I had mentioned before. There was a, uh, a video that was circulating on social media about a wrestler who spat on a child. Scar. Now, the reason why... The reason why I'm trying to bring it, I'm trying to make this more cultured tonight. The reason why we're talking about this is because it all kind of stems from what happened with MJF and MJF took a drink out of a woman's hand and threw it on the child that was next to her, who was actually the child was sitting down. I thought it would have been water or soft drinks. Worst case scenario, a beer. It was vodka. So here's my question. I've been to a lot of wrestling events in my time. Never known that they would offer vodka at a wrestling event. Vodka and pro wrestling just don't really seem to go together. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Road Scholar and Billy. It doesn't work. Eh. Well, they got a bar, so... Vodka. 
Yeah, but at that bar, they're going to serve the same things they're going to sell at a at a basketball game or a hockey game or, or anything else they have at that arena. So wait a minute. So if you go to a hockey game, yep. you can get vodka if you walk up to the concession. To the bar, yeah. Hmm. Maybe it's just me. I just thought it was like soft drinks and pretzels and beer and whatever. But And she had a, it was a fairly decent sized cup. That's what makes me, how rich was that woman? And how much? <laughs> that was I a mean, big she, cup of vodka. She, it was, and she had good seats. And we I all know, know Tony Khan sells those at a premium. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh don't I know it. So the last time, I'm trying to think of what concert I was at here in Kingston. I was having a couple, a couple adult beverages, a couple bourbons, and I think I was paying like thirteen or fourteen bucks an ounce. Oh yeah. So I don't know what this woman, what you guys charge for an ounce of booze in the states, but she had. Five or six in that cup for sure. Because it was a splash on the chart. Yeah. Like, it was splashage. So yeah, that wasn't like a little little sipper. Right. But she had a cup of booze. Yes. That or she had her own little flask in her purse. Which anything's possible. I've brought a flask to a concert before. Hey, I'll tell you what, if they but see here's the funny thing. Don't they do do they wand you guys when you enter arenas? They do it to us in the United States. Well, some places. Okay, you walk through metal detector and then they'll wand you. Mm-hmm. So, well, I, would you put bringing a flask to a concert in the same category of sneaking in food or sneaking in snacks to a movie theater? Do it all the time. Yeah. I'm not paying those prices. It's no, the prices are insane. Didn't we have an episode where we talked about prices at movie theaters? Yep. I feel like we did. Yeah. Because it's, it's nonsense. Two people yeah. go see a movie. You're 60, 70 bucks. That's ridiculous. I could buy it on DVD and Blu-ray. You have to buy a DVD player, though. I got a VHS player still. Why am I not surprised? Keeping it, man. I think my parents have a Betamax. Oh, wow. Now we're talking. We're not fucking around at our house. That's no. right. We got an 8-track player. We got all different kinds. You bring anything, you bring anything that you think you can play. We've got a machine for it. Well, if I ever find a random VHS tape from the 80s, I guess I'll just have to swing down to Cincinnati and I can watch it. That's right. We actually have an iron lung, too. <laughs> part of me believes that, Mike. And that's probably the part that concerns me the most. Yeah. Picked up at a garage sale. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, let's talk about this situation a little more in depth here. So there was a local wrestler who spat on a child, but he not only spat on the child, but he actually had a match before his match even started. So let me read this to you. This is not how you get heat in pro wrestling. Yeah, there are fans and yes, there are wrestlers, but during the shows, the fans stay behind the guardrail and there's very rarely any physical interactions. Maybe you'll ask for a high five or maybe you'll politely ask for a selfie. Okay, I can see that happening. But on one time, this was a little different. So there was a show that was put on. It was a combination. It was a joint venture between two different companies. And it was, let me read it here. It was 
Sonalis, Pal Armory, and Impact Pro Wrestling. And it was a joint show, okay? Um, and it was part of, and it was located in California <laughs> under the umbrella of Indie Big Time Wrestling. Indie Big Time Wrestling. And the wrestler came out. He's a heel. And he was interacting with uh, the audience as he was walking out. His name is Devin Danger. He spit at a child who was getting enraged or jumping up and down, whatever you want to refer to it. It's still a kid behind the guardrail and spit at the kid. Now, this pissed off his father. Something got awful. Father jumps over the barricade and beats the holy hell out of this guy before the match even starts. Now, I believe it was the parent said something to the extent of, I'm going to jail for this, but I'm sure glad I did it, or I'm, I'm happy that I did it. Um, let me see if I can find the exact quote. But let's, let's kind of get into this. So we had the MJF situation, which was wrong. I think we all agree. Mm-hmm. But spitting is like next level that's like really bad that's a bodily fluid i mean that's bad it's disgusting i would sooner you punched me in the nose than spit on me that is just so disgusting Mm -hmm. and the fact that it was a little boy he spit on a kid spit on a kid okay you're trying to get heat cool you're a heel you're trying to generate some heat no problem. That's that's your deal. Right. But there are certain lines you don't cross. You don't ever spit on somebody. You want to spit on another wrestler in a match, work it into the match? Cool. That's fine. No problem with that. But here's this young fella. He's there, loving life. He's at a live wrestling event. That kid was hopping up and down, you know, loving it. Dad was there, I assume, having a good time. Or even if he wasn't having a good time himself, he was more than happy watching his young fella loving his life. And this scumbag. Yes. Piece of shit. Yes. Spits on this little gaffer. Why? Hold on. What's a what, gaffer? Little gaffer. Little child. Oh, little okay. Kid. <laughs> what, why? What? Oh. What goes through your simple fucking mind yeah. that you think that that's okay to spit on a kid or to spit on anybody? What's wrong with you? Where did you go? Were you not raised properly? Did you not get enough hugs as a child? What's wrong with you? Where did yeah. you go sideways? That is not getting heat. It's not. That is going too far. Let's be on, let's really break it down. That's assault if you it want to assault. get particular about it. You're correct. It is assault. You're he right. assaulted that young fella. Mm-hmm. And the dad taking a round out of him? Good. I'm glad. I hope he kicked seven shades of shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Because that's just too much. He deserved it. And I hope when he got back to the locker room, somebody else punched him in the mouth too. Because it's just, when I seen that video, when because I, I tagged you in it, yes. it pissed me off so bad. Like, why? What do you get from that? The fans are there. You're a heel. They're going to boo you. That's what you want. Hey, maybe the kid flipped them off. 
Cool. I don't know. Well, let's just say the kid did. Let's play devil's advocate. So the yeah. kid flipped him off. Double birds. Right. <laughs> Perfect. As You're a heel. As and a this nine-year-old kid just gave you the double birds. Yes. Perfect. You should be proud of yourself. You've enraged a nine-year-old where he flipped you off in front of his dad. Great job. Really great job. You've accomplished what you should be doing. Don't fuck spit on him. No. Or touch him. He's a kid. Mm-hmm. He's a little boy, nine. Little boy. So now you got to think, that young fellow's upset. Yes. Guaranteed. Dad loses his shit, justifiably. <laughs> I don't disagree. Right? So now maybe the old man's <laughs> locked up. We don't know. You would hope nothing really came of it outside of a fist fight. Right. But we don't know. I don't I don't know what, what came of it, if the dad got arrested or whatnot. But that, that young fella went from having a great time. <laughs> he gets spit on by this asshole. Yes. What's to say he didn't like fuck it? I don't like wrestling no more. This is he could. He could have just at that point right? said Yes. Well, he's 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 sad now. One would assume, I mean, generally speaking, he's upset, he's embarrassed, right? All, all for what? And he just watched his dad get into a fist fight and, well, at the minimum, get thrown out of the arena. So, obviously, the young fellow's leaving. Why? What, what, what did Devin Danger, whatever the hell his name is, benefit from that? Okay, hold on. Hold on. I got some more information here. Let's hear it. It is. Here we go. Okay. Independent wrestler Devin Danger uh, learned firsthand that his heelish actions will not go on uh, announced with the crowd against him. He was heading to the ring for a tag team match in Salinas, California for big time wrestling. He spat at a Small girl. I thought it was a little boy. It, well, this is what this is what's being reported by Sports Kita. Boy, girl. I mean, it's kind of irrelevant at this point. It's a child, and you don't do that. Um, so I'm trying to find out if what happened to the dad. I want to say the dad got arrested, but I'm not 100% sure. So let's see here. I mean, the video clip is online anywhere you can see it. I mean, I, I saw it once, but I mean, not that it's a clip you want to watch multiple times. No. Let's see here. Um, let's see. What did the father do? Okay, let's see. Uh, okay, now they're, they're using all the different examples of when pro wrestlers on TV have done stuff like this. I don't think that's uh what happened to the father Uh, okay here we go know this a wrestler of any kind that spits on my child i'm going to jail for a violent assault period that's somebody that who made a comment um i don't know what happened did not even say didn't say what happened to dad if anyone knows what happened to dad if he was arrested but uh, at the bare minimum, they got thrown out. Tonight was over. That's right, a bare he, minimum. He was stopped by security personnel who instructed him to back away, but not before he was able to strike Evan. 
Several fans and wrestlers have berated Devin for his antics, and many said that he had crossed the line and the adult was justified in his actions. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened. It doesn't say. But, I mean, it's just, that's just ridiculous. It's just, it's unsettling that he would stoop to that level of spit on a kid. Mm-hmm. What crossed his simple, simple mind to think that was cool? It would be memorable. It would get the attention on YouTube and Twitter and Twitch and Instagram, and this could potentially get the eyes of somebody. And I mean, that that's what people are looking for. They're looking for that moment where they can at least capture lightning in a bottle. But unfortunately, this was capturing it in, in a very, very, very wrong way. So even if he gets attention, okay, he, he goes viral. Fine. Do, do you think uh, Triple H is calling him up? You know, Tony Khan is calling him. Who, no, I don't who, think. Who I don't think it's calling him. Yeah, Those that's like an, psychos from that other video that we looked at. Yeah. Those idiots are going to call him. That's about it. Look that up on your computer really quick. The, the whole the whole penis thing. Look that up. I'll I'll talk while you look that up. I don't want to look that up again, Freeland. L- look it up because I want. Oh, I just want to get the names and the information here. Uh, stupid and stupider. Just look. Uh, I, I don't know what we're talking about. There was a, a recent pro wrestling show where there was um, a match that involved, I want to say, uh, a man with his, his pants pulled down and his uh, member hanging out. And I just want to make sure I get the facts here. Um, look it up. You, you you like that kind of wild wrestling, right? No. Hey, guy hit somebody with a chair that I'm fine with. Someone's pulling out your junk and stabbing it with a syringe? No. Something wrong with you. I'm working on it here. For some reason, I'm actually looking into this. Something wrong with me. (laughs) I love it. Oh, my God. Here we go. I got it. Okay. So, G. Raver made his return, and he attacked Drake Wentz at a promotion called XPW. And XPW? XPW. Thought they went bottom up years ago. That's what I thought. There's no place for this in wrestling. A man should not have a syringe legitimately hanging from his penis. That was just stupid, someone said on Reddit. Um, <laughs> I can't believe, I can't even believe I'm reading this. About this is so dumb. I can't believe I'm even giving. <sighs> what I call his name? G Raver. Oh, God. G. Raver penis syringe. Here we go. G. Raver penis. I don't even know if I'm spelling syringe right, but let's see what we got here. Oh, it was XPW. And so I said it wasn't good, but there were people who were saying what a great match it was and what a great event it was. And I'm thinking, are you like insane? This is kind of the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um. Let me see. People if... also think smoking meth is a good idea too, but hey, you know. Let's see here. Uh, where is the comment? I'm looking for the comment here. Oh, uh, let's see. Is this a Jim Cornette? Oh my! Uh, what did he say? Okay, that's from something else. I'm trying to pull up the comment about what exactly happened to XPW Facebook. Rob Black. 
Rob Black. Go to your um go to Twitter really quick, but yep. and put XPW and then read the the comment that they put out about the the, the syringe and the penis. XPW wrestling? Yeah, on uh Twitter. Here we go. Let's see. Penis syringe XPW. That's all I'm you would think this would be like a bigger article or something. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> It'll, yeah. Okay, let's see what I got here. I'm looking up to see if I can find anything more about this penis syringe thing. Folks, if you're into that stuff, so be it. Like, I, I don't get it. It's not my cup of tea or pee or whatever, but it's a little pee-pee. bizarre. I mean, a guy's pecker's hanging out with a syringe. And I can't I mean, find it. And I'm not real upset about that. You're not really upset that you can't find it? No. Oh, my God. Let's see. The fact that they're still in business surprises me, though. Well, I could get- swore years ago they went bottom up. They're getting talked about still. They're still getting talked. If you were an independent wrestler and you needed to make money, would you go ahead and work for a company that would do stuff like that? Well, <laughs> okay. Oh. Did you find it? Yeah. Yeah, I found it. Okay. Okay, so let's see if I can find the comments. Um. Somebody had put in, who the hell is the body? And then people justified him. Da da da. This isn't wrestling. Uh, somebody made the comment, maybe Cornette was right about mud wrestling. Oh, God. Um, but death matches are wrestling, right? Give me a break. I'm trying to see if any, anybody posted anything. Well, of course, then there's the meme of Homer. Dumping bleach in his eyes so he unsees it. Um, <laughs> another guy asked, was this the finish? Oh, so, somebody else asked, or somebody else said, uh, Larry Zabisco won the AWA title with the same move. So that's that's something. Oh my god, where is the damn comment? The video is 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 uh, I can't. I can't even. Uh, this is not pro wrestling. Let's see. I'm going to. Jim Cornette's going to have a field day with this. Yep. I just don't understand why somebody would do something. like. I mean, like I've seen a lot of insane things in wrestling. This Here's is one. Uncle Dave gave this more stars than Rock versus Hogan. <laughs> Good God. So, so we got that one. Okay. The. Big F and Joe versus the body. Okay. So in the same match, Big F and Joe makes the body suck a dildo because it's XPW. D U B Y A W. I can't. And then there's the video of him flogging. This man with the, 
dildo. Okay, okay. This is XPW's comment later that night. Thank you to all the XPW haters for telling everyone how awful we are. Tonight's show did record numbers. We'll be around to trigger these woke fans for many years to come. Um, wow. I don't know what to say, but if you haven't seen it, but did you on Twitter? I just tagged you in the video. Oh, well, why'd you do that? <laughs> I wanted we you, were buddies. We are friends, but I wanted you to be able to see that. You hadn't seen the video yet, had you? Of the 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 needle, the yeah. syringe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I had seen it. And what were your original thoughts on that? I wanted to poke my eyeballs out with a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Oh, I, got, I, just, I don't. <laughs> can't breathe. I can't, oh. Mike. I just, I just can't. Oh, and I'm my. not one of those squeamish. Right. Uh, snowflakes. I'm far, far from it. But that just makes my brain hurt. Like, if the hardcore deathmatch stuff is your cup of tea, cool. Some of it I don't mind. I've watched a bunch of it. That's the like I don't know. You, you stab the needle in, into his manhood. You, let's be honest about this. Like let's be serious. For I'm sure this won't last long. I was just about to say you're you're asking a lot. I know. Do you realize how much damage could come of that? What happens if it gets infected? You have a pussy dick then. Are you gonna lop it off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's phrases that just aren't used anymore in the vernacular. <laughs> lop it off. Oh shit. But no, seriously though, like these, she's gonna John. It's gonna get John Lee yeah. I can't believe out of this How entire conversation that guy what made? you take away is well, what happens if the poor thing gets infected? How much did that guy make, do you think, to let another man stab him in the penis with a syringe? I, I'm, I'm thinking XPW, a couple hundred bucks tops for the match. I have never been that hard up for money. No. I don't think I will ever be that hard up for money. No. You'll never be that hard up. <laughs> Look pretty flaccid that guy to me. might never get hard again. You don't know. <laughs> he might not get hard again. You're correct. Oh, my God. I um, just don't understand. Before we wrap up this train wreck, um, <laughs> WrestleMania is this coming weekend. I'm not going to go through the entire card because we've already done that on prior episode. Um, what match stands out to you as being the one that you think is going to steal the show? Um, Seth and Logan. It's going to be a fantastic. You do uh, know that, that Logan Paul is a free agent after WrestleMania is over. I did not know that. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to Cody winning the title. That's going to be huge for me. When he wins the title. Um, I say the uh, Hell in a Cell. I think that'll be cool. I think that's going to be show is going to be a good show. It just got, I don't think there's going to be any stinker matches in it. I, I don't think there might be some not great matches, but I don't think there's going to be. Oh no, no. Um, Brock and Omos is going to be so bad. 
see, that's the thing. I don't think it's going to be god awful. I think it's going to be short, but maybe not god awful. Maybe we have to to temper our expectations. I did temper them. Who do you think wins? Sadly, I think almost is going to win. I think almost is going to win because they're not going to put that kind of money into somebody to build him up just to have him fall short. You completely crush Brock. Almost is 19 feet tall. Well, yeah, he's a big, tall dude. He is a big he's boy. Realistic, honestly, how good is almost? I, I don't think one he's to good. ten. Five. Yeah. Six, maybe. That's mm. it. Right, six six is, is pushing the envelope. Right. So. so how much are you going to invest in him? What's the point of this match? There is no point. It's so stupid. It's dumb. Like that match, I think, is going to be crap. Yeah. When it's on, I want you to text me. <laughs> I'm going to have enough time to get two texts out. Because it's going to be that. It's going to be quick. It has gonna... to be. That's not going to be a 20-minute match. No. I, I say... I'm going to text you the times I think each match is going to go. Okay. So let's do that. We'll do night one. We'll recap you and I together. And then we'll go night two. We'll see how, how that worked out. And we'll see who uh, who gets it. So we're, we're timing out the pay-per-view. Yeah. Like that will be five minutes or less. At the most, that's a five-minute match. I think it's true. I think you're right. Oh, my God. We've talked about so many different things. We've had some fun. We've had a little weirdness. Had a lot of things. But we want to thank you guys for downloading and subscribing to the podcast and continuing to support us. We really, really enjoy it. Remember, this podcast is available anywhere fine podcasts are made available, especially on the MLW Radio Network. Cruise on over to MLWRadio.com, Deezer, Stitcher, iTunes, FM Player, Spotify, and all points in between. Once again, absolutely free of charge to you. It is available anywhere. You can go back in our archives. If you want to hear old episodes, feel free to do that as well, as we have a plethora of old episodes as well. If you know someone who likes pro wrestling and you think they would enjoy the podcast, go ahead and let them know. Tag them. Uh, Let them know where we are at and where they can find us. We love to continue to grow the show. All right. With that being said, I'm already dead tired as this right now, but I am so glad, and this was so worth it. Buster, thank you so much for carving out yet another evening. My pleasure, Mike. I look forward to this every this Tuesday. I don't know what that says about me, but I do look forward to it every well, that's Tuesday. Good. Well, you're a good person, and you're Canadian, so you have to be nice to me. Um, with that being said, for Christopher Butt, I am Mike Freeland. We will catch you on the next episode of the Front Row Material Brand. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material Brand. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material Brand, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network.